Today is August 10th. The Yankees have an off day, but we do not stop. You guys called. We will answer. It's the voicemail up. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? My name is Jimmy. I'm sitting next to Jake. Producer BBD behind the plate. We are coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. That's rsvlts.com slash John Boy. We just got a big old package, two packages actually, of Patri- of Roosevelt shirts. So uh, we're looking dapper. Jake's got rocks and I've got flowers because I'm pretty and Jake's a rock. Rocky. That's my old nickname. I haven't been called that in a while. Slash ever, besides one person. Well, uh, it's a nickname of mine, Jake Rocky Stromboli. How you doing, everybody? Thanks for listening. This isn't a radio show, so I won't talk like this. Sometimes I do. Doing all right, you know, this weekend. This weekend was a doozy, man. A lot of baseball, a lot of angry fans. We were a little nervous for the voicemails. We've heard the voicemails are pretty solid. Excited to listen to them. And, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I was just on the 2018 Yankees baseball reference. And, you know, you see Greg Bird played the most games at first base that year. And it's like, whoa. Why'd you get there? I was going to do a stats tweet about guys' stats since they've been on the Yankees. And it was going to be like Voight, Ford, Talkman, Clint, um... And then the the question was, was I going to include in Gardner? Because, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't want Brett Gardner to play. They're, we think you're foolish. Um, so I was going to see where I was going to get some stats from. But either way, Andrew McCutcheon on that team. So it's good seeing – you know when you click on it and everybody's face is up there? Mm-hmm. It's the highest war. I just think it's hilarious, like, how different faces look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me see. I mean, just look at these guys. Who's looking wildly different there? Um, Savvy. That's not how I picture Savvy. Just when you go face-to-face, it's like, oh, my God, humans are wild. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying they look different in their picture than real life. No. You're saying humans in general. Just how different humans can look. Like, if you put five deers up, are we thinking, like, that's all the same deer? Like, deers probably think each other look pretty different when we look at humans. Like, I mean... Chad Green, Tanaka, and Duhar are back to back to back. And I mean, just different smiles, different head sizes. It's true. Tanaka, cute as hell. So that's where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. That's good. Clint gets called up. We knew it would happen. He hit us with the Toy Story gif again. That's his news breaking. You got it, flaunt it. It's kind of funny. It's good. Going back to that same well is. It's really good. Keep playing it, yeah. yeah I laughed with myself. If you with, got with something, him. use it. I laughed with him. It was a good joke by him. Uh, all right, let's just go straight into these voicemails. Yes. See what we got here. We got a bunch. BBD, do you have them in the order that you want me to listen to them in? Yeah? Yeah, all right. Confident head nod. 
Hey, Jimmy, Jake, and BBD. This is a confused Andy from Minnesota calling this week with a question about game one from Wednesday versus the Phillies. So they were in a pretty close game. I think it was four to three when they brought in Nick Nelson. And he gave up, I believe it was seven earned runs. And the Phillies batted him around and he only got one out. So I just wanted to see what you guys think about um, Booney not yanking him for Sessa earlier. And obviously we saw if they, with the comeback, they might have had a shot to win if they had yanked him earlier. Just wanted to get your take on this. Thank you, guys. Go Yanks. That is going deep in the baseball world. I think we're like eight games deep cuts ahead of this. Tyro got a hit in that game. Uh, thank Wade you for calling. But um, a hit in that game. If you remember, and we talked about it on the recap episode, Nelson didn't pitch poorly. He induced all the hits they got were 50 miles per hour or less. So it was not a reflection of his pitching. They tried to they tried to turn three double plays, and they all didn't get turned. And, like, they had an easy out at home. Higgy dropped the ball. They had an easy out there. Someone else made an error. Um I think five infield hits in a row. So it, it really wasn't Nelson's bad pitching. It wasn't six earned runs worth of bad pitching. I mean, he... I mean, he, he did, wasn't striking guys out. He didn't strike out. anybody out. He had a walk. He gave up a home run. But the all this happened after did let him down. Um, yeah. The defense didn't help. It definitely wasn't a six earned run day. Um, although it goes in the books that way. Uh, seven runs, six earned. It probably should have been three, four-ish, something like that. Um... And I think more importantly, and again, we're going back in time, but I'll speed us up. Jay Happ pitched that game, doubleheader, started the six games in four days. Happ to Holder to Nick Nelson to Luis Sessa. Nick Nelson had a really nice debut, gave three innings. Didn't know he had three innings in the tank. Hey-o. So they, they had bullets for him to, to spend. He throws 38 pitches. And, I mean, to get through this stretch, the Yankees – the priority wasn't using your number ones and getting outs. You're you're playing and kind of scared that you're going to have arms left. And so look at, you know, you can find one d- doubleheader game, this game, Jay Happ, Holder, Nick Nelson, Sessa. And then what was the second game the other day, Jim? It was King, uh, Avalon, Abreu, Heller. King, Avalon, Abreu, Heller. So... You know, net net, haven't dropped one of those on you guys in a while. Uh, there's one and a half relievers in there that might pitch in a playoff game. So, yeah. you know, and we'd either be up big or down big slash Avalon getting one lefty out. So, I understand what you're saying, and you know, it does, it does. You feel it a little more when the Yanks start that cool comeback, but don't go down eleven three. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not not on Nick Nelson's shoulders. Hey, Jack from Long Island. Uh, quick question about something that's going on in my life. I tend to watch the games a lot with my family, particularly my... Uh, it seems she's turning into a hateful fan. No matter what's happening on the field, no matter what's going on in the game, she seems to just shit all over the Yankees. And uh, I honestly can't seem why i got in some hot water with her when i told her some of her opinions were factually wrong uh and she got a little bit mad at me how do you guys deal with hateful fans uh jake sucks and let's go yanks mm. who, who is it mom fiance girlfriend i believe girlfriend 
girlfriend, it kind of like cut out, right? What were some of the takes? Did we get any of them? What's going on in my life? I tend to watch the games a lot with my family, particularly my... Uh, it seems she's turning into a hateful fan. Guess we're just, we'll never know who it was. I guess girlfriend. Aunt? Girlfriend? Aunt slash girlfriend? Sister? Someone. Fiance? Girlfriend? We heard of her. So yeah, we think it's uh, a female I don't know. Descent. I don't know. Just counter or just ignore? I mean, it's part of the beauty of sports. It don't is. get me wrong. It, it gets annoying when you have a full body of evidence, like a catcher being the fastest AL player to ever hit 100 home runs, and then people say he can't hit. Yeah. You know, there's stuff like that that, you know, I understand. If you run into that wall, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in the debates to see if maybe we could help clarify. But, yeah. Send us a debate. And, um, you know, you call in and then have her call in, and we'll do a little uh, Talking Yanks Kangaroo Court. Talking Yanks Lovers Quarrels episode. Well, it could be mom or grandma. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. You don't think he loves his mom? Uh, I don't think you call them lovers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a family. Bring to fam- that to the kangaroo court. It's a family to family thing. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Hey, <laughs> BBD sweating that one out. No, What's but that one? that does suck to like someone ruins your watching time. Oh yeah, that's why sitting at, next to someone at the stadium it's can risky. can ruin your whole event. You'd have a bad time. You either have a hateful person or you have the first date couple, which is the most brutal mm. person to be sat next to at a game ever. I like that. I oh, like no. getting involved, though. A brew. I like to mix it up. Old story. I sat next to a yeah. guy. Just telling her every player, Bobby, a brew. Come on, dude. Brew. She thought he was She thought he was an expert. He was. And I couldn't be the one to be like, ah. Just a pronunciation guy. Uh, the rest of it followed suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Pat in South Carolina. Uh, today, I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask, why don't the Yankees just use the luxury tax as a winning tax? The way I look at it is, there's the biggest market in pro sports. They got all the money in the world. Why don't they just pay the tax every year? Buy all the best players. I'm talking about a Yankee team with Trout, Judge, and Stanton. Not Hicks and Centerfield. I want Trout. I want all these big names. I want Arenado. I want them to resign LeMahieu. I want them to have Scherzer and Cole in the rotation. Why don't they just pay the luxury taxes and winning tax? That's all I got for today. Uh, I like the podcast. Keep up the good work. He he said he liked the podcast at the end, so I'm going to lessen my first reaction. Yeah. Because if you want that to be the team, I don't think you're a Yankee fan. You're just like an all-star fan. Yeah. I, I agree, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you want, that's not like... Anyway, dude, you you say just blow the luxury tax. It's, it's If they do that every year, if they go to the highest caliber and do it three years in a row, it's 50 cents on the dollar that they yeah. give back to their opponents. Right. Who then can use it. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get the thought process. It's the... Hey, make your team so good that you're winning World Series and you're the Yankees that you can increase your profits probably a decent amount if you become, you know, the dominant, you know, a new dynasty Yankees. Like, that leads to enough growth money. Imagine how priced out the stadium would get then. I think the the bigger thing there is 
okay, now how about you sit in in the seat of the Steinbrenners and, you know, you're running this organization, trying to make some money? Sure, you want to win some titles? Absolutely. What if I told you two GMs came to you and one GM says, here's the plan. We're going to spend everything. We're going to go nuts we're going to spend, we don't care about the luxury tax. Let's bring in the best team and we'll win. You know, we're going to win pretty much every year or every other year. And then another GM comes in and says, I'm going to spend a third of what that guy's talking about. And I think we're going to have a good chance to win it every year. You're hiring the second guy. Yep. So, um, and yeah, that's just kind of not the beauty of sports. Like that's. That call is the opposite of my childhood. I spent my childhood saying the Yankees didn't pay for championships. They were homegrown, arguing over cafeteria lunch tables. And then they sign, you know, Giambi, and they make a couple other big ones, go get A-Rod. And then the Yankees kind of got really hated again. And then the Red Sox started winning titles, and they had the big payroll. And then they just started telling the Yankees sucked. And people were talking about the Yankees don't spend. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Am I in a bizarro world? So, No. And you know I always like to bring up Paris Saint-Germain when I can, the, the football team from France. And uh, that's kind of their strategy. And they are hated. People hate them. So Paris Saint-Germain? Yes, PSG. PSG. Cool. Yeah, um, it's just not going to happen. It's not really smart, I think. Doesn't seem fun. It did, what he said... Like not the beauty of sports. What he said didn't seem fun to me at all. No. Didn't seem fun. That's like, not why I like Judge sports. is homegrown. Glaber, they yeah. got in a trade. Hicks, they got in a trade. Gardy's homegrown. Geo, they got for 25 grand. Talkman, they got in a trade. Voigt, they got in a trade. DJ, they signed. Nice signing. Right. The Yankees have a, the way the Yankees are built right now is very easy to root for. Like, hey, we made this team. Yeah. By Cash being smart and by grooming prospects, you know, it's. That's why Giancarlo said. And then you have Cole and Stan, and those are the two other yeah. ones. Um, but I mean, he's wanted Cole forever, so it doesn't even count. Tried to draft him, didn't try to draft him, and then uh, yeah, no, it's it's almost the opposite of why I like sports. Like I like sports for, and it's why I play my dumb baseball video game, which I haven't been playing a lot lately. But it's it's all right. Life happens. Ten week season, but it's it's the strategy. It's okay. Should we get a lot of good pitchers and have really good defense? Should we, okay, we've got these young guys coming up. If we sign these veterans, will it fit? And, like, that's the puzzle piece of sports. Imagine if Herman wasn't a bad guy and Severino wasn't injured. Yeah, dude, when I clicked on one of the old Yankee teams, his picture popped up and was like, ah, he was great for us last year. Part of the plan. Part of the plan. Cole Paxton, <clears throat> Cole Paxton, Tanaka, Herman, Sevi. Now we'll just sign Schroman, bro. Visual reaction. Good live visual for the Visual patrons. reaction, YouTube crowd only, which is available for everyone after the fact. Next. Next. Hey, guys. This is Bruce in Holly Ridge, North Carolina. Um, what, what's that dumb thing people say? First time, long time. Uh, so I'm just calling because I am outraged that the Yankees would sit LeMayhew and Judge in this game. I mean, look at the bums they're trying to run out there. Let's look at, let's look at Talkman first. I mean, let's look at his stats. Yeah, uh, well, oh, okay, he's good. He's good. All right, but let's look at the next guy, Voight. I mean, he's horrible. Let's look at his stats. Uh, 
Uh, all right, never mind. Uh, I, I guess they're both good. Uh, outrage over. Guaranteed win? Yeah? Okay. Talk to you later. That's good. That's a good call. That's a good call. Good delivery on that. Thank you, North Carolina. Was it Rob? Uh, Holly Hill, North Carolina. Missed the name. But, uh, yeah, appreciate, appreciate that call. Like, I half get it if a Yankee fan says, like, why don't they catch one or the other? Not, you know? not six games. Oh, rotate it? Yeah. Six games in four days. It's a lot. You got to toss your hand. On the trop. Or at the trap, just toss your hands up. Yanks are about to win the next ten. Ooh. Take Zilla. Out of fifteen. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Still pretty good. Pretty good. Boys, what's up? So I was sitting here thinking, we had a backup team. I legitimately think they could they could like I mean maybe not. Get a wild card, but they would be competitive, more competitive than a lot of teams in the MLB. So hypothetically, in the outfield, we got to still have Cameron Maven. I'm thinking to make this work, but you got Clint, you got Talkman, you got Maven in the outfield, and you got uh, Cyrus Strada, Mike Ford, Tyler Wade, and Ahar in the infield, and Kyle behind the plate. Obviously, the pitching staff is different. You got to figure that out, whatever. But if you have that. You got that lineup. You got that infield, outfield. I mean, come on. The Yankees just have two competitive teams. One is the best team in the league. The other would be competitive. What What are your thoughts? I got a little distracted because Jake yeah. moved the air conditioner one inch, yeah. and it went from a hot room yeah. to Comfy. heaven. Are you hot now, BBD? No? Did you feel a change when it Not happened? Not really. Okay. Okay. The change over here was life-changing. I feel incredible. <laughs> I am rejuvenated. This guy have Maven on the team? <laughs> yeah, so he did take the liberty of adding Maven back, which is a nice, smart move. I I, uh, I mean, I wonder where you're going to be on here because you are Mr. Yes. Future NL All-Star. Yes. It's been a while. Years. <sighs> like Ford's trying. Yankees fans, like... Shit talk their main players. Yes. Yankees fans are a weird enigma, man. Hype up their backups. Yep. The, the backups are overhyped in Yankee land. Like, I think I, it's embarrassing how much we say our B roster would be a competent team. Now, we have a lot of good guys. Yeah. Higgy's not cracking any starting roster. I don't think Ford is either right now. Um, Maybe a platoon guy. Yeah. Well, Ford, there's an argument. Maybe he's got like two two months of ball. We played pretty well last year. Yeah, still don't know if he's. It, cracking. it was it was better last year. When Wade's Maven not was cracking any though. starting roster anyway. Um, like it'd have to be a pretty bad team. Like it'd have to be like the Orioles. Like I talked to Jake Cespedes about, it and he's like, "Yeah, we'd start." Okay, be interesting to see. And it's it's the it's the unknown. It's the it's why people love Talkman and hate Guardy. You pretty much know what you're going to get from Guardy. Yeah. You're going to have some some really hot stretches, some cold stretches, you know, B-plus de- defense at this point. Talkman, you're going to get probably A-minus defense, if not the same as Guardy. And then at the plate, it's just new. And you're hopeful. You want to see more of it. You you know, people are – they've seen the Brett Gardner show. So it's, it's the old new toy versus what you've had. And – there was a better case last year. I mean, 
Uh, I'm trying to think who else. It was Maben. I mean, Romine was the backup. He's starting in Detroit. Yep, and he's doing good so far. Um, there was Maben. I mean, I mean, Gio was like a backup. Now he's a Gio star, and so Andujar at third base. Like changes G- coming from Andujar the year before, where he did play the full year. Talkman's at third base. kind of a starter now. Talkman's kind of a starter. I mean, you know, we do have a, still a lot of outfield, and when we had Maben last year, I mean. Between Judge, Stanton, Hicks, Talkman, Gardy, I mean, with Mabin, and then Clint. I think Clint was the DH <laughs> on the the second team last yeah. year, technically. And, I mean, you do the Ford-Voigt thing, who, yes, Ford isn't completely proven, but he's getting shots on the Yankees. He hit third the other day, you know? so That's not a real third, and you know it. Not a real third, but he's hitting a real sixth or fifth. On a given day, yeah, when he starts, you know, I mean, when if there's a tough righty matchup, he's getting the start over Voight recently. You just see a lot of Yankee fans say all our backups will be starters, and I don't think it's true. No, I, I think I think the depth is pretty nice. And it's very nice, as like as, compared to other backups, they're phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, there's also something there's like the playing other everyday effect. Like you know, I think Yankee fans. You can confidently say if Miguel Andujar was playing every day and he's healthy, He'd be he's a again. really good bat. You know, the yeah. defense is going to be suspect wherever he is. Um, you know, Ford, there's kind of some question marks. Tyro, probably MVP type stuff. You know, I think I, we have both said if Clint got a chance to play every day that, you know, the bat would come out looking good, above average. You know, and does the defense look better because he's playing every day? I don't know. So I, I get it. You know, the team's not great, and, you know, how about everybody does a double pitching staff and let me know how that looks right now. I'd rather – I like that. I like our double pitching staff. Yeah? You it's, like our top ten starting pitchers? Well, you got Where do you have Hap right now? Ten. <laughs> okay. I have Seve and Domingo on it. They're hurt. I have them on it. And Domingo's on – it's restricted – I have what him list on, is he on He's off. I'm telling you, he's off. Just saying, if you Yan- Yan- Yankee starting pitchers in the organization, sure. Cole, Paxton, Tanaka, ha- or not happy. He's going to be tenth. Cole, Tan- Sevi, Herman, Schmidt, Monty, Monty, King, Lasagna, Hap. I love it. Yeah, a lot of love, a lot of love for some guys on that second hand. Uh, okay. Yes. Best three-inning pitch starters going. So how about this? The Orioles are improved. Who's the worst team in baseball? The Pirates? Pirates, yeah. The Yankees' second team probably beats the Pirates. I, I mean, I just think that's, like, such a... Right. Like, not a, not worth it to say. I, I would never say that to a Pirates fan because I just think it comes off so douchey, and I don't think it's true. It comes off douchey, but I do think... And this is this is me coming from my Colorado Rockies culture, and someone just mentioned the Dodgers in the live chat. Rob, the Rockies always said, you know, there was a year they tied the Dodgers. There was a year that the Rockies have never won the division, and they always say, yeah, over 162, we don't have the depth as the other teams when the Giants were stacked, when the Dodgers are stacked. Yankees have great depth. So it's, I mean, it's valuable. That's it's, different than saying all of our backups would be a good MLB team. Sure. I but I you know it's a discussion. I think it's a discussion. Yeah. All right. We got two in a row here. Hey guys. Longtime fan Emmy here. Um Yes. You know, the brainchild behind the best t-shirt idea of all time in my opinion. I'm just calling to worship Josh
John Boy and his constant, unnecessary defense of Gary. Uh, I worship the Kraken, and I absolutely hate that there's constant hate all over him. Um, I love how much all the idiotic hate for him makes you angry, because it makes me equally angry. So I just wanted to thank you for that, and thank you for constantly making my day, guys. Go Yankees and go Kraken. I don't know what shirt Emmy created. I'm very interested. Geo the God? Maybe I'm blanking. Thanks, Emmy. Thanks. Kind of assumed you knew. I yeah, don't. me too. I feel bad that I don't. Is it a recent one? Emmy? Staring down the camera. Uh, this is a double parter. We got another Gary call right afterwards. Hey, guys. This is Evan in Albany. First time, long time. I know people have been getting down on Gary for his lack of hitting, but I'm watching the game now for the bottom of the fifth. Gary Colt at 103 pitches, and Gary looks like he's working his balls off to build, like, a rapport with this guy and to make a good battery. As I say, I'm, there's a wild pitch, but, you know, I'm still believing. Go, Gary. Go, Yanks. Jake does not suck. Okay. This guy jinxed it. Guy just hangs up the phone. Oh, God. Fuck. Uh Gary, Gary looks awful right now. He's striking out at 50% of the app. More than 50% of his at-bats are strikeouts. A lot of them don't look great. Um, Hitting 103. His he, his framing, as we did on sharp sets, is in, like the numbers are improving. It looks elementary. It looks weird. He's being told to do that. Yeah. Because it's helping improve per the numbers. And Paxton said... That he loved throwing to him. Cole showers him with compliments. So I like. I wish we could say, yeah, dude, Gary looks awful right now. He looks bad. But that door is always open. Like it. That's the status quo in Yankees fans. Is that he's the worst? Like a lot of Yankee fans. Like, you know, if this was another player, it would be when it was Glaber. Glaber's up to 157 after a good week. They look, they both look just as awful. And Glaber no isn't one called for Tyro. And Glaber isn't as, de- dude. I mean, and Glaber isn't as defensively sound either right now. But he hasn't hurt us on defense yet. Yeah. But like, no one called for that. And um, and the position sparsity and and getting production out of the catcher is so rare. So when he does get hot again and you get production out of him, you know that is. Unprecedented in in baseball right now. Besides Real Muto, really, Grandal, Garver. There's like a handful, a, a handful go around the lead, league and look. So it just sucks that like you know with Glaber, it's you know he'll get out of it, and no one was calling for Tyro. And I mean, people are calling for Higgy. Like what? Call, yeah. Calling for if you're calling for Higgy, that's like calling for a fucking Bravik Valera compared to calling mm. for Tyro. Vicky V. And I, and I love Higgy. I'm just saying he's not a starter right now. Like. You're so, just not kind of a brainless Bravik guy because you called him that and still one of the meanest nicknames I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I don't think that was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Check the know. tape. <laughs> Jake just make up that nickname right now? That's so mean of him. Sorry, Bray. Bray, uh, Bay, Bay. Yeah, so it's just the status quo is to hate Gary. Like, people watch Gary searching for something to complain about. Um, and like we said, Glaber looked just as bad for the first two weeks, and no one was calling for him. Gary and Gary's on base is two twenty two. Glaber's is two thirty two. It's I I think it's if you find yourself in a in a Gary war right now, uh, 
Which, you know, we we try to tell you to not to, but we, we get it. I still get caught up in him. And it's not to say he doesn't look awful but right the, now. The Glaber comparison's great. I mean, when, when Glaber was struggling, and we hope he's getting out of it. I mean, he had a couple singles. Like, we're hoping he's out of the woods. Were you calling for Tyro? Because it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Um, so think think about that. And, yeah, I, guess what, guys? We hate we don't like that Gary is hitting 103. <laughs> no, We're not rooting for that. He's his And at, all the cross-ups are annoying. He's had some bad at-bats. We get it. Um, and it, it needs to turn around, hopefully soon. Uh, but you should believe it, believe it does. And a lot of the people you're probably fighting about with Gary don't have a lot of the stats and information with them. So, I mean, drop a little bit of knowledge on them. The, the pitch framing numbers... I know it's a small sample, but early on this season, he was the best pitch framer in the league. No one's really questioned his arm ever. He's got a rocket arm. The blocking and the receiving looks new. I get it. You know, we we, we are not catching defensive catching experts yet. Um, I'm close. You know, watching Britain. Doing my you, damnedest. You, you've been on that one that that style doesn't seem to work for him. You wonder if the Yankees would would address anything like that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, and hopefully, uh, you know, there is one way to shut him up, and hopefully, Gary does that the way he has every year except 2018 when he was hurt. Yeah. Yep. Next. Hey, this is Paul from Shoreline, Washington. Yeah, so there's a scene in The Departed where the mobsters are standing out on the street and watching the people walk by and trying to pick, uh, pick out who among them is a cop. And I guess I was just wondering if you apply that to the Yankees, uh, who you would pick out. Um, I think it would be Mike Ford, but uh, then again, maybe he's a firefighter or something like that. Ooh. I'm curious what you think. Thanks, guys. Ford is a great cop. Ford's a little bit of a cop. My he kind of wears his hat like a cop hat. My initial his reaction helmet? was Britain. Ooh, yeah. Holder and Ford are my cops. Voight. Man, no, Britain's Voight's a good like one. SWAT. Britain's a good one. Britain feels like a mean cop. Surprisingly kind. Hap. Hap is the kind name. Like I mean, small he's obviously cop. a Canadian Mountie. No, 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 no. I mean, Hap looks like a Canadian Mountie. You're you're going Picture to Paxton. No, no, no. Hap is like a small town. You're not in Canada. Like, I'll give you Vermont or New Hampshire, but he, like, he goes to the schools. He has the round hat. That's every, all I need. Everybody knows, like, everybody knows Happer, and he's the guy. You've done dare with Hap. And, like, yeah, that one time you were throwing the garbage away in the dumpster at school because you didn't want your mom to find the booze bottles. Officer Hap's the one that did it, and, like, he's he's the town officer. I mean, he just looks made to be wearing this uniform. I mean, dude, I'd, I'd agree with you, but there's a guy next to him on the staff that was born in that uniform. No, Paxton doesn't look like a Mountie. Just because he's from Canada doesn't make him look like a Mountie. What if he's a big six-foot-six goofy lefty? <laughs> no, he doesn't have the, the vibe. It's full vibe. Like, this is Hap's vibe. I mean, I think you're almost insulting Paxton at this point. Like, I almost need you to back off that. Like, Paxton's too cool, man. Paxton's got like, a Like, little... I know Katie Joe's listening and we're Doodle Gang. Like, that's kind of insulting his culture at this point. No. Saying he can't rock that? He can't. He's too cool oh for it. Oh, my God. I feel uncomfortable talking. Like, Hap has zero coolness. 
That's you know the pucks the the mustache does help Hap's cause or Paxson's cause, but he's too cool to be a Mountie, dude. Like he's he's the Canadian that's driving the snowmobile. Like he's getting chased by Hap. Know who's the TV show cop? Oh, you know what? Sorry, sorry. Okay, Paxton's a, a detective. I mean, the picture you're showing me right now doesn't help the argument. I'm he's, okay with it. He's such a de- just get him in that Mountie uniform because you're kind of being rude. This to dude him. is a detective. He interviews people in street clothes and then figures it out. Buddy cop TV show. Yeah, easily, easily, Sessa and Urshela. Yeah, they're newbies on the force. They're newbies. They're having fun. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy, but they're having a good time. Yeah. But there's also some pretty dope action scenes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what someone at a coffee shop would tell you. Like, yeah, it's a comedy. It's fun, but the action scenes. But they're just running. Scenes. Pretty dope. It's Urshela fielding stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Urshela's just like snagging loose babies. Holder's a pretty good cop. Never going left though. Holder's got a little bit of it. Those are the cops. So the best options are Ford and Britain, though. I mean, Ford looks like a friendly neighborhood New York cop. I mean, he works in New Jersey beat. He like, might. In, like, Newark. I feel like I've seen him. I just had a mean thought. Okay, well, let's move on. Ford's like, insulted a, Ford's like a Port Authority cop. Come on. Like, he works like a train yard. Thank you to all our Port Authority cops. Okay. John Boy, Jake. Uh, it's your boy Chris down here in Tampa. Just listened to the last voicemail episode, and uh, the question was posed, who's your favorite Yankee that wasn't your favorite? I can't believe you guys didn't bring up Matsui. I mean, mm. I, I grew up in the 90s on, on those teams, and everybody loved Godzilla, but that was nobody's favorite player, so. I feel like that name should have been mentioned. And also, Jimmy, for what it's worth, Jorge Posada is far and away my favorite Yankee of all time. But that's because I was a catcher uh, growing up. But keep up the good work. Go Yanks. And Jake doesn't suck. Mixed reviews. A voicemail at the end. Matsui's a great one. Matsui's a good one. For me, fits the bill as, like, wasn't homegrown, wasn't here forever, but... Like, my Matsui memories are so fond that, like, I... His end years where he year in Anaheim, year in Oakland, and a brief stint in Tampa, like that's what are you talking about? Exactly, bingo. Didn't happen. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of out of my brain, and yeah, I mean, should have got that rookie of the year, but that's who's awesome, man. Remember when he broke his wrist so and it was sad. Cool. Sad. I liked Matsui. Hot. You have more to say? Hot. Oh no, no, no. Hot guy. He looked like um, he looked like the coffee cake guy from Bronxdale. What's that guy's name in a Bronxdale? You seen a Bronxdale? De Niro? No, 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 no. There's a guy. They call him Coffee Cake because it looks Ledger. like looks like someone put a screen in front of his face and threw shit at it. Mm. Uh, that's like the quote from the movie. Miss you, Matsui. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankie Coffee Cake. I uh... Matsui kind of had that vibe going on. Here's a fun Matsui stat that I think we appreciate now and didn't care about at the time. His first three years with the Yankees, he played every game. Well, yeah. Everyone knew that. First year was 163. 
I don't think everyone knew that, Jim. When he broke his wrist, it ended the streak. It was a huge, huge thing. It was a big thing, yeah. I'm just, we got young kids listening, man. Come on. I think that was a commonly known thing. BBD, you're a young kid. Did please you feel free to reply? I mean, I was BBD's actively watching kid. the first couple years of his career, so I, I do remember it being a big deal. There He's are a good amount of people who weren't watching at the time. Got a career. He's got a career. Jeez, Jim. Nowadays, Why did they play 163? I think he was bored, so he played a bonus game. <sighs> Let's see. Beat Baltimore last game of the season, 163? Were they tied with the Orioles? Nope. Not sure. Huh. Glad I brought it up. The 163 fact no one knew. But playing every game, everyone knew that. Not everyone. Why did they Feel play Feel comfortable one- in your car if you didn't know that. Why? Oh. There's a Got game it. on April 20th that they started in the sixth inning. No, no, no. What the? No, never mind. Uh-oh. This is a rabbit hole. We lost them. Oh, it's a, it pops up as soon as you type in, unless they're listening to us. It's a whole article. How did he play in 163 games when their 163 games never happened? In order to play 163 games in a season, the Yankees would have had to play a tiebreaker 163rd game, or the player would have had to be traded from one team to the other midseason. That didn't happen for them. Does this have an come answer on, for me? Come on. You'll be as shocked as I was to find out I was wrong. Hideki Matsui apparently holds the Yankees' all-time record for playing 163 games for the club in 2003's rookie year. How could this be? Matsui spent all... Get to the point, article writer. Turns out that Hideki Matsui actually is officially credited with playing 163 games during the 2003 season, even though the team... Oh, boy. I hate people that write articles. Coming back at you. The Yankees were in Baltimore to finish their last road series against Baltimore. I think it's because game 153 in Baltimore was a 1-1 tie and it got rescheduled. Is that what they say in there? Okay. I think that's what they say in the chat, what happened there. Yeah. Why do I remember our one-game playoff with the Red Sox at some point? Were you alive in 1978? Not that one. I mean, did game 153, like, did the Yankees need to finish out like they canceled it or rained it out or something and then replayed it because they were tied or something like that. No other player played 163, though? Just Matsu? No. Other high score was 156, so. Well, how did Just Matsui get credit for it when it seems like the whole team played? Other guys probably Well, if nobody else played 162. Matsui played in both the original game and the makeup game. That's weird. That's so stupid. All right. Next voicemail. Damn. What's up, fellas? It's Amato in sunny California. Amato! Thinking about what kind of moves the Yanks might make at the trade deadline. And uh, one name that jumps out at me is a guy who signed a one-year deal. And if his team falls out of it, Mr. Didi Gregorius, is there any chance that the Yankees Mm. can make some kind of move to bring Didi back into the fold? Um, he's looking good so far for them. He's hit a couple dingers. I just want to see what you guys think of the chance of a DD reunion, either in 2020 or maybe in 2021. I know we got Glaber holding down shortstop, but putting him at second base and his value even increases further. Let me know what you think. Go Yanks. Hey, I've been saying they might trade for Romine if injuries still come and Romine's available for nothing at the deadline. But DD would be very interesting because that relationship wasn't 
the most bubbly on the way out. Wasn't wasn't the most bubbly when we just saw him on the field. Didi had a kind of a cold shoulder up. The Yanks were looking a. Do you agree with clown that? around? I mean, dude, the bump of Gary at the plate, and yeah, when he was on the base paths, yeah. I think it I was thought the good. I thought the bump was the only one that that was like oh they're like that was the only one I thought was oh he's funny the judge one that I sent to you guys privately because I didn't want to put on Twitter and have all the speculation weirded me out a lot yeah there was a lot of those the whole series anytime someone ran past him or anything he just you know, looked down didn't we, look at him you kind of yeah you expected Didi to do something silly and I think that was Didi premeditated being like the Yankee fans expect me to do something silly. Uh, and I'm not your I'm, think, not, I'm not your parrot anymore. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that gets ahead of that. So uh, it, no, I don't think that's happening. I think the Phillies brought in Joe Girardi and big free agents because they want to win this year and they're going to have a chance to make a playoff wild card game. Yeah, they're not going to be eliminated by the, de- the deadline. Um, I, I'll say this going forward for baseball, I'll drop a little. Who knows? I mean, Lemayhu is supposed to be a free agent and he's supposed to be asking for a lot of money. Um, you know, and this was my biggest thing on the offseason with Didi ever, well, potentially coming back this offseason. He adds more value at Yankee Stadium. Like, if Didi doesn't have a great year this year and the market's not that good for him, he provides really good value at Yankee Stadium because he pulls literally all of his home runs. So we'll see. Don't, uh, I mean, don't by any means get your excite, self excited for Didi coming back anytime soon. I don't think he's coming back. Um, it's a good. It's a fun thought because he's a free agent. Sure, his stats aren't amazing. I thought they were amazing, but since the quarantine, he hasn't. He hasn't been as good as. I'm getting hot yet. Did you see a stolen base? Like I need to see that mm-hmm. highlight. What happened there? But yeah, don't expect Didi back. What's up, boys? It's Carter. Uh, just moved to Richmond, Virginia. Jim's advice for my move was uh, to get a girlfriend, and I'm working on it, so get off my back about it. Uh, I've been listening since 2017, uh, back when this was the biggest Greg Bird podcast in the land, and it's my first time calling in. Uh, first off, I want to say we need Susan Waldman's merch. I don't know who we have to pay off to get that, but uh, coming from a family of entirely Yankees fan women, uh, we need to be able to rep Susan Waldman every day, all the time. Uh, my question for you guys is, who do you think on the current team would make the best color guy? You know, I was thinking about the other night, and like Paulie and Cohn as players, they would yell at the umpire, fiery guys, and you would never really pick them to be in the booth. But, you know, we love them. So who do you guys think? Uh, love you all. Go Yanks. Not Hig or Chad. Mm. Thank you for calling in and listening. Not DJ. Um, Man. I mean, if we're doing the O'Neill thing, I think, well, Gardy would be the surprise, but he but would you, never. And have you heard him in podcast? Long-winded. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of worked for O'Neill. Yeah. So that would be the surprise one, a guy that's been around the Yanks forever. Uh, I've got a deep cut, but it's probably not for the Yanks. It's a guy we talked about a lot. I have Gardner doing Paxton. Play. Okay. I could see Paxton being like the Blue Jays guy. You know, yeah. Great North. It's like, yeah, he had a pretty good career. I like that. Like, Paxson's, Paxson's pretty serious, and he takes it pretty serious, but he's pretty silly, but he doesn't know he's pretty silly. Okay. People he, laugh, and he's like, that's what you're laughing yeah, at? Yeah, people and are And he giggling. makes a joke, and no one laughs. Exactly. It's not brutal, though. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, just, it's, it's pretty corny. Yeah. 
Um, I had a. You said Gardner. Sure. And I had him doing play by play in my head, and it comes off in my head very buck light. Yeah, like, I can see like that. Like the next generation of a buck doing play by play. They'd have to get another player with Guardy. Like it'd have to be CC and Guardy. And if I mean you do that. You're I mean, lost. You're broadcast. <laughs> you're kind of not watching a baseball game yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's how I felt a couple times, and not in a bad way, about these games with Paulie and Coney. And I really don't listen to them that much anymore because I'm always editing or right. we're hanging out. We don't listen. But sometimes they're laughing and making jokes, and I'm like, this doesn't sound like it's such a new situation I think, for them. I think not being together has been. Tough for them. I have so many questions about the behind the yeah. scenes of it. Maybe I'll have Kay come on. Like, do they still have a producer in their ear? I think Kay does. Yeah, but like, so then. Kay and Cone probably. Can they talk? Can Kay and Coney talk to O'Neill without being live? You know, like, there's no cough button. Right. Like, is O'Neill just on an island? I think I think so. Because usually you're being fed like, okay, we're going to go to this replay. Okay, we're going to throw this setup. Right. Okay, here's a little tidbit. They put, pass notes in front of them. Right. Like, is O'Neal just doing this on an island with no, no one helping him? Be interested to find out. It's uh, kind of impressive if he is. In a basement in Ohio, just reacting. It's kind of what we do. Um, yeah. yeah, and they, uh, yeah, dude, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's not what they're used to. I mean, we're still, what, game 16, something like that. So, they're getting there. I've I've enjoyed it. I mean, they're trying Me to too. do the same thing. They're. Oh, no, I was saying I've enjoyed it when I listened. Like, it sounds like they're just fucking around. More so than like as serious as I think they usually are. I've, I mean, I think they're taking light that Paul O'Neill's coming from his basement. Yeah, and I a lot of, the, you know, hammer those jokes because they can and they will. But yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, we got a couple more. Jimmy, Jake, what's up? It's already checking in. Um, so I was just listening to this uh, Sunday raising these games on the radio. Uh, John Sterling, and I guess Morton was checking his hat for the scouting report or something, and John Sterling goes, now the best scouting report is throwing strikes. Mm. Now, I love John Sterling. I absolutely do. But I got to know, is this the worst cliche in baseball? And if not, I'm sure it's not. But what do you guys think the worst cliche is? All right, I'll shut up and listen. Love you. Bye. Uh, so he said that John Sterling said, Throwing strikes is the best scouting report? I think he, I don't remember who was pitching, but he said, like, he's got the best scouting report. He throws a lot of strikes. Or and then he said, that's good. Well, I tell like you, King, after watching maybe. Mike King and and watching all the walks in that uh, race set, I'm a big fan of just throwing strikes. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely not the worst baseball Hap cliche. walking six guys. I'm, I'm trying to think what is. I mean, King walked five. <laughs> so I think uh, – yeah, it's it is a little old school. I mean, it's very old school, but it's kind of this old baseball thing that still does work. If you're if you're a young kid and you take the mound, literally all the guys care about is you throw strikes. Like they kind of don't care if you get knocked around. They kind of don't care. Well, they like if you mow people down, but they want you to throw strikes. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that a good scouting report? No, um, but. You kind of got to do it. What was didn't you have one on morning today? That was, it was some hitter talking about people in the major leagues throw strikes, so it's easier. Yeah, uh, Ed Romero said that. Yeah, called up his nineteen year old. Pete Rose said that as well. 
And I think, you know, with the Astros situation and that young kid hitting Loriano with his slider, I think, you know, that's a lot, a lot of players say that is that it's easier to hit in the major leagues once you get there because the pitchers actually throw strikes. It's also to psych themselves in. Yeah. Uh, I Googled baseball cliches mm. to see if we can find the worst. Sportscliche.com. Beautiful day for baseball. Like that one. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, uh, all of these are just sayings. Yeah. They have to manufacture some runs. Like, that's just... He's got the batters eating out of his hand. I mean, that'd be really cool. But, that's like, euphemisms are cliches. Cliche, yeah. I, I, I'm, the list I have is just, like, descriptions. He's yeah, a, this one he has he's got good mechanics. This one has he's a tough out. Or he's seeing the ball well. I mean, that's not... Is that a cliche? I'm very... Okay, hold on. I'm a little confused. In the chat, they have looking hitterish. That's a little bit nonsensical. Uh, Free baseball for extra innings. Yeah, I'm trying... Those aren't cliches, right? I don't know what's a cliche and what's just like a... Anything A-Rod says? Famous cliches. I need to, I need to find a non light non baseball. All that glitters isn't gold. So that's not the same as he's seeing the ball well. I don't know. <laughs> What's a, okay? Okay. It's the how often K makes fun of it now, but they used to genuinely say how often do you see the the guy make a great catch in the inning and then he leads off the top of the inning. Yeah, that's a cliche. Yes, because that doesn't happen awesome. more often than anything. I love it. It's kind of silly. I love it. I like that they lean into it now. It's like how awesome, and now he bats fourth the next inning. Yeah, not a cliche, but I like. So Jonathan Garcia in the chat said most of these are just idioms, and yeah, that's um, yeah. It's a T at the end, Jonathan. So idiots. Uh, I like when Michael K says the guy left fielder catches all three fly balls. Brett Gardner catches that one and ties a record set by many, making all three putouts in the inning. Mm. He does that every time it happens. I like it. He likes it. Is that a cliche? Is that just something K says? I think that's something K says. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm trying to think of other cliches. I don't know. Got nothing. Let us know. I mean, this cliche website sucks. Mine was awful. Mine was like a hundred different things. He's seeing the ball well? That's not a cliche. That's a description of something that's happening. He was all over that pitch. That's a description. I don't I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. This website's stinky. That's basically like he made the out. Is that a cliche? It sounds like just talking about I'm what gonna happened. click one more article, okay. but we can I think we could go on. Oh, okay. Next voicemail. What's going on, boys? It's Greco. Man, glad to have the season going. Jakey, love the burns. It's good to have everyone back. Um, so here's the deal. I'm on a little business trip. I'm flying from Dallas to Salt Lake City, and I got a little layover in Denver, so I was thinking of my boy Jake. Um, and here's my question. You know, I'm traveling, so I've got my Yankee hat, and I've got my Yankee mask on. Um, what percentage of people that wear Yankee hats do you think are actually Yankee fans? So I'll tell you what. I'm looking at everyone with a Yankee hat. Trying to give them a little heads up, trying to give them a that's what's up, and just nothing home. So I think there's a lot of posers out there. It was fresh in my mind. Thought I'd bring it uh, to everyone to see what you think. 
Love the season's rolling. Love that everything's going, guys. Let's go, Yanks. All right. Worldwide or Ooh. can I take away the tri-state area? Ooh. Let's do maybe tri-state area and then, like, rest of the U.S. Like what he's doing. He's on a flight. He's getting from Dallas right. to Yeah, yeah, yeah. San if you're Fran going to airports. All right. So what percentage of people that wear Yankees hats are actually – and what are we saying as a fan? Watch 100 games a year? Could hold a conversation. Watch 100 games. is That's huge for a lot of people. <laughs> Can hold a conversation. Keep up, daily, keep up yeah, week to week? Know the guys. Know the team? Know uh, who Jonathan Holder is. <laughs> actually care. Okay. I mean, what's yours? Because I have the rest of the country at like 5% as the max I'll go. And I lived a lot of different places. And I think even in the tri-state, I wouldn't go higher than 25. Mm, okay. Yeah, see, this gets really tricky. I mean, especially... walk around the Bronx. And like, I, you can see like guys that going yeah. in and out of our building. We're two blocks away from Yankee Stadium. If I ask them, hey, you know who's pitching yeah. tonight? They'd be like, there's a game? Oh, I don't know, man. Bronx is also partially unfair because, I mean, the stadium is like the Bronx. You grow up with it around you. It's almost like a, a logo. So that's almost another outlier. It'd be like Bronx, tri-state area. I still think it's very It's low. low. I mean, the... If you were to do worldwide, too, you're less than 1%. Jay-Z made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can. Um, Yankees did. Yeah, I mean, if you go international, you're done, obviously. Because in Australia, they wear them, and no one knows sure. what it is. It's a stylish hat. It's a symbol. Um, yeah, that 5% is not bad. I might go to 10. Um, when I lived in California, it was... It was it was basically a strikeout. Yeah. Like it was basically I mean, zero. It's, and right. I would ask everyone, fan or hat? Right. And, and if they said it. fan, then you'd talk and then you'd be like, oh, okay, never mind. That was a giant thing for us for a while. I mean, we had a Yankee podcast. I was living in Denver. So and basically anyone I saw in a Yankee hat, and this little tip to any of you people doing your own podcasts out there, I mean, if you're not willing, if you don't have a, if you have a Yankees podcast and you're not willing to address someone in a Yankees hat while you're living in Denver, like, I don't know. Be proud of it. So I'd normally ask people and What did you just say? Were you you and I aren't big self promoters, Jen. Yeah. True or false? True. I'm not So I think normally our natural reaction wouldn't be to see someone in a Yankee hat and say, Hey, are you a Yankee fan? Would you want to listen to my podcast? Uh, I would never say the back end, but I always said the first If they time. were a fan, you would get there. No, I don't think I've ever I'm not a self-promotion. I'm a zero zero self-promotion. Exactly. So that was my advice. So that's my advice to you as well. If someone's a Yankee fan, don't be shy about it. Be proud about it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in in Denver, I think I was, uh, you know, I think, yeah, about one for ten, something like that, people that were actually Yankee fans. So it's a a popular hat. It's a popular clothing item. Yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankees did. I think he really not in a way he did probably the whole community mm. he bumped it not more famous than the Yankees did it's a bump but he made it more famous than it was it's a nice bump like I was watching the Australian documentary on cricket and a bunch of the players wear Yankees hats there's zero chance they know like what's going on oh a baseball team the line is that he made it more famous than a Yankee like specific could right like any individual player Jeter's probably got him beat still. I mean, it was pretty f- famous before. Yeah, it gets a really, it's a really tricky conversation. 
<laughs> Tough right. to measure. I think that's the point. <laughs> Tough to measure, yeah. Good question. How much do those numbers change for jerseys, asks Rob in the Patreon chat. That's I mean, different. jersey's pretty high. Uh, no, I'd, I'd bump it up to like 40 in the tri-state area and maybe like 20 around the world. Like just to know the players yeah. currently on the team. But hat, I mean, when you live other places, yeah. there's so many Yankee hats you see all the time. It's not close. Yeah. Whatever the number is, it's not close. Yeah. Oh, and by yeah. So I found, I found one cliche that I like. Okay. That I guess is this a cliche? I think it is because it's kind of a dumb line. Yeah. It's good. Good pitching beats good hitting. That's a cliche. That's a cliche. Now that fits the bill. Right. He's seeing the ball well. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't. Let's see if I've got anything else. But th- that one popped up, and I was like, okay. That was a good one. Yeah, like another cliche is like, uh, whoever scores first will win. Those are the sports cliches you run into on, like, pregame shows. Good pitching beats good hitting is really good, because I also hate that one. Right, because you know, good hitting could be. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, good. Good find. Thank you. You saved the whole cliche Thank world. Thank you. The cliche castle was crumbling. That's a good sentence. Oh. That's a really good sentence. Heavy, man. Hey, guys. Christian Scott from Cincinnati, Ohio. Can you please explain to me why it seems every time we get a pitcher from anywhere, when they join New York, they always seem to struggle? It happened to Cole, Paxton, um, Hap. I don't know what's going on. But it seems like it's an issue. Cole struggling? I miss that. The voicemail or Cole struggling? Garrett Cole. Yeah, he has Cole as struggling right now. This is the one I told you would make you mad. Cole struggling? He's been good, and he's also only made four starts. It's been pretty good. A couple late homers, but otherwise he's been really good. Yeah, Hap had his best, like, stretch ever in 20-whatever. Right, when he came over. 18? He's just old now. I'll give that Cole hasn't really had the A-plus stuff. Last start, he touched it. But... Yeah, he's Cole's been really good. It's fine. So, that's a Yankee fan call for you. He, did he even mention Sonny Gray? That's, like, the flagship of this yeah. question. I mean, Herman came over and he was really good. They fixed him up. Mingo? Yeah. He hadn't pitched in the pros before, had he? No, but he wasn't a big prospect. Yeah. Same with King. Yeah, I think they're talking like track records before that. Well, if they were just trying to discredit the pitching staff and department, I'm just saying they've had some wins as well. Yeah. Thankless. Um... Yeah, Paxton had a good year last year, despite early inning troubles. Paxton had a really nice year. One sixteen I mean, ERA plus. You know, I know. I mean, you were you were pretty high up there on the frustrated with Paxton list after he gave up that <laughs> third straight home run to lead off the game. Fine so, on the first half and the last half, but so Paxton had a really bad middle stretch that so you could be mad at that. And within that stretch, even when he was coming out, it was part of his good stretch to start. 
he was still awful in that first inning, which was frustrating. So there was some extra frustration. But, it was, it, it's, it's but he had a good similar year. To, similar to Hicks for good. my personal fandom with Paxton and Hicks. Okay, that's interesting. Even when they perform, there's still a sense of that didn't feel amazing sometimes with Paxton and Hicks. Yeah, I've got Hack Paxton a tear up before this year because this year's just been bizarre. I mean, throwing 91, 92, he wasn't doing that last year. There were no. some games where he had a little extra. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, that just shows. But, but to, to give this guy some credence, there is a reason they just overhauled their entire yeah. pitching department. They fired every single pitching coach besides one and brought in an, a completely new new program. I mean, there's a reason for that. Pitching is – the Yankees have been ahead on hitting. They've been really good at finding gems. They've been behind on pitching, and they're – Bring in Matt Blake, and they're going with driveline guys. Are they going with driveline guys? And they're changing it. So, but, Yeah, uh, I, I think that's very true, and it's also true that if you're a Yankee fan and you're not happy with Cole's performance so far, I mean, come on. There's a difference between, like, Cole hasn't been lights out, lights out, lights out, and Cole struggling. Sure. We, we do expect to see another level of Cole. Yeah, but it's four stars. I think you'd like this article. This article I'm looking at. They interviewed seven, or they went through seven thousand MLB players and managers interviews, and they clipped out which phrases were said the most. So what's the most? I don't know if they have it listed. Let me see. Um, all the confidence in the world. Um, look at the big picture. Keep your head up. Best fans in baseball. Knows how to win. Best fans in baseball is hilarious. Play as hard as you can. Great baseball town. Um, it's pretty funny, and it's got the number at the top of the article. You can like roll over the phrase, and it shows you how many times it was used. Uh That's cool. We got one more voicemail. Put your best foot forward. It's a good one. I mean, that's just good advice. But sometimes you have to put your second best foot forward. Yeah, that's just part of walking. So actually, I hate that one. Hate it. What's up, guys? This is Nick from Utica, New York. Just a quick question. They were talking about the old Andrew Miller trade on the broadcast today, and I was just wondering, do you think the Yankees would take that one back? Obviously, I know 2016 they were sellers, and you would never take back the Chapman for um, Torres deal, but, you know, they, they got some hyped-up prospects from that deal. I'm not going to say the names because I know you guys don't want to talk about the redheaded guy. But do you think they'd go back and maybe want Miller back for that run in 2017? Could have been super helpful. and uh, Or do you think maybe they should have shopped him around to another team because it didn't really pan out? Obviously, they wouldn't have known that. Just curious what you guys think if you think they regret that one. All right, thanks, guys. Keep killing it. Um, it was it was Sheffield, Clint, and Fire Eisen. And Heller. And Heller. Big Ben Heller pod. Did they flip Fire Eisen? Mm. Okay. Fire Eisen Just for money or something Pitched an inning for Milwaukee this year Made his debut Yeah I remember the, I remember that Pretty nice I don't know how they got it uh, Let's see Traded Yankees to the Brewers For Brenny Escanillo And international bonus money mm, So nothing really So uh, I mean they flipped Sheffield for Paxton Sheffield for Paxton, I mean, gets overlooked there, and that's, uh, you know, <laughs> what we just talked about. Paxton was pretty good for us last year, and he's supposed to be good for us this year. Hopefully he can keep up what, whatever was going on. 
the 2017 thing is a fun twist. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to to have. Was well, a twist? Maybe I missed it. I was trying to think it. So Andrew Miller, he had a year and a half left on yeah. his contract, so he would have been on the 2017 Yankees. So it's basically saying, oh, that is would, a fun twist. Would, to have Andrew Miller on that Yankees team that took Houston to seven games, you know, and that was the year Canely got worn out. Yeah, if that's the way you're phrasing it, hindsight's 2020. Yeah, you would 100. I mean, that's the kind of becomes. Great. Would you rather have Miller then or Paxton now? In know. a way, and I think you'd rather have Miller then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, knowing what we know, because yeah, that bullpen. Let's see, 2017. So, no, 2018 was Kane Lear. Um, or, no, we traded. So, Chapman, that was the Chad Green breakout year, 183. Dellen, but was that the year Dellen broke towards the end? Yeah, he wasn't part of the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, you'd take Miller. Yeah, because we traded for D Rob and Kane Kaneley got pretty overused. Yeah, man. Good comment in the chat. Who gives up the homer to Bird if Miller isn't in Cleveland will lose the ALDS? Now we're doing butterfly butterfly effect, effect Jake's favorite freaks me out. I think then I don't I, kiss my dog's <clears throat> butt. Yeah, you you don't have to kiss your dog's butt. I don't like that. World. I don't get in trouble at a wedding for filming. I don't like that world. Um, Cash probably wished that going in the twenty twenty season, one of those guys was a huge player. I mean, in theory, Paxton should be. It was a one for one, basically, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, I mean it's when you look back at a trade, and I mean a relief pitcher for a year and a half, and we've turned that into a starting pitcher for two. And Clint, with Clint, Clint, could, Clint, go, Clint could go off. Still has a chance to have a really nice MLB and career. Heller got surgery, so that's kind of a bummer. And we're big Ben Heller pot. I mean, he's still twirling it for the Yanks. So Fire Eisen looks good for the Brewers. One Sheffield inning, one Sheff- Justice finally had a good start. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that uh, uh, that trade's kind of fun to look back now. I bet that trade's going to be fun to look back two years from now, too, depending how Justice Sheffield turns out. Yeah. What does Clint turn into, you know? Baseball and its webs. Is that an idiom? No, it's just you being an idiot. Idiom? What? Remember when we looked up baseball cliches and no one can give us any? I mean, that one website listed like 300 things, and they were just... It was like sportcliche.com, and they had no sport cliches. Unless a cliche is just something that's said often. But, like, he squared that one up. Isn't a cliche. It's an idiom and a description. I could use one. You trying to find another? I need one more. Okay. I need one more that clicks. Chin music? That's not a... Put a little mustard on that fastball? That doesn't. It's an idiom. I don't get it. So those are idioms. I don't know what technically a cliche is. Must win ball game? That's a cliche. Right. That's a cliche. What's the difference here? Our brain know. is doing something <laughs> that I don't know what it is. So a cliche is just a phrase or opinion <laughs> that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Okay, so. but, But a lot of those... You're allowed to... Okay, I think I found a good one. Okay. I think I found a good list. Yeah. This is from February of 2007 on BaseballFever.com, uh, posted by Green Monster. Um, their backs are against the wall. Cliche. Um, 
This team is making a statement. Cliche. Uh, they just know how to win. Cliche. Kind of a cliche. Um, this team is capable of scoring a lot of runs. Not a cliche. It's kind of funny, though. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a dumb line. Uh, he always gives 110%. Cliche. Huge cliche. Probably the worst one. As a math guy, a known math guy, I know that's not possible. And that's where I kind of put myself under because I like I believe in that stuff. Giving like extra effort. Like I do believe in it. But like I think the but average effort is probably it. like eighty five. Like I get it. Yeah. I so get it. Extra effort's different than hundred ten percent. Yeah. Let's see. Uh do I have any other ones? I don't think so. But I think that was better. We got closer to it. Um I have something to say. Say it. Max Manis, longtime listener. Yeah, thanks, Max. He just tweeted, greatly appreciated Talking Jake's Jewish wedding reference in today's Talking Yanks Burn. Thank you. Which is behind the scenes, Jake asked BBD if that was allowed. I just made sure. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, oh, I know straight. they break glass, but yeah, I yeah. didn't know if it's tied to anything. Then, then uh, Max said, John Boy, you got any Jewish wedding memories from your videographer days? I'm going to reply to him right now and say, uh, answering. This live. Live. End of the episode. On the voicemail app. Jewish weddings. And I don't know if this is inappropriate, appropriate, but it's just honest. Let's go for you it. You go to the ceremony and you think, ah, this reception's probably going to be dull. Doesn't look like we got any party animals here. Mm, okay. And then you go to the dancing part. Yeah. And it's a goddamn crazy loon fest. Yeah. You just, everyone. I'll tell you this. I used to tell my mom this. She used to piss her off. You think a Catholic wedding is fun? Go to a Jewish wedding. You look like losers. Like if I did a split wedding in sure. Connecticut, there's split weddings. They put up that fake wall. Catholic on one side, Jewish on the other. I'd just be laughing at the Catholics. <laughs> BBD, any... Do you guys think you're dancing? Check out the Jewish wedding I'm doing. Any thoughts on this? I haven't been to that many weddings, Jewish or not Jewish. Sure. Um, but knowing what I know about different general parties... <laughs> Jewish parties are fun. Okay. Just dance. Confirm. A lot oh, of dancing. You don't have to tell I mean, the me. horror at the beginning, and then yeah. you go into the chair. It's just a lot of fun. Okay. My mom used to get so horror upset. Horror is fun. My mom used to get so upset when I'd say, like, Jewish weddings are way more fun, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One stop shopping at Talking Yanks today. Yep. We'll end every voice with a wedding question. Wow. Call wow. in. Wow. Wowza we uh all right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with Sharp Sets. Uh yeah, this yeah. comes out on Tuesday. Wednesday will be Sharp Sets. Thursday will be the series recap. Two game set against the Braves. A lot of apps. Goodbye. Go Yanks. Tell them Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>